0: As Nintendo begins to take on new forms, it's important that we can measure how addictive they truly are. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, everybody. Happy to have you here listening. Um, very, very much appreciated. If you didn't know, you can get all of these episodes without any ads in them by heading on over to Patreon.com/slash RunJumpStomp. Let's get started with. Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk to talk about today. First off, I want to talk about the Switch OLED edition. Which is on its way. I want to talk about the other switches that you can, or switch, however you want to pluralize it, um, that are already on the market. I want to talk about WarioWare, as well as uh, um, Platinum Games, Star Fox, and Metroid Dread. So it seems like we got a pretty jam packed episode today. I'm going to try as hard as I can to make it short because as. Uh, my sedimentology professor in college always told me brevity is clarity. And uh, now that I do podcasts apparently I never listen to him. <laughs> All right let's get started with um, this tweet from Nintendo Alerts which is a French uh, t- uh, ver- verified on Twitter, a French uh, Twitter account that has a pretty decent track record when it comes to predicting things that Nintendo is going to do, um, especially when it comes to like price changes, new devices, like that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they recently said is that the current middle Nintendo Switch, uh, the one that I like to call vanilla with sprinkles, is going to get a price drop. So just to make sure everybody's on the same page with me we've got the vanilla switch which was the launch switch uh HAC01 and then Nintendo released a new version of that switch that had a slightly better battery life which is why I call it vanilla with sprinkles that one has a model number of HAC01-01 and then of course there is the switch Lite and the upcoming Nintendo Switch OLED edition, which is going to be released on the same day as Metroid Dread, which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, The Vanilla with Sprinkles version, HAC01-01, is apparently getting a 60 euro price drop. Now, I'm going to convert all of my prices to US dollars, because that's where my brain is. Uh, But right now... You can get a Nintendo Switch, um, uh, what's it called, Uh, HAC01-01. You can get one of those in Europe for uh, 329.99 euros, and apparently it's going to go down to 270 euros. Now, I'm going to say that this is probably equivalent to a $50 price drop in the States, which you know that's where I live, so that's the the pricing that I'm going to refer to. So I'm guessing that this means if this is true, that we'll get a price drop from three hundred dollars or two ninety nine ninety nine down to uh, two hundred and fifty dollars. So that would put it really is a weird pricing structure, in my opinion. Let's talk about the switch light. The switch light comes in at $200. And then for $50 more, you would be able to get the Nintendo Switch vanilla with sprinkles. Uh, And then for $100 more than that, you would be able to get the Switch OLED edition. Now, this pricing structure doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, first off, for Nintendo to announce the Switch OLED edition, and then in a very, very short time later, announce a price in the change of the nintendo switch i feel like that's kind of weird like you would think that they would make the announcements at the same time however at the same time uh you know devil's advocate here there were a lot of people who looked at the 50 extra dollars for the oled edition and they would say well i mean is it worth the extra 50 dollars now for me if I don't have a Nintendo Switch and I have the choice to go up to the Nintendo Switch OLED edition for only $50 more, that that's fine with me. Upgrading from an, another Switch, that doesn't make any sense to me for the OLED edition. I, I'm not saying that you're wrong if you do, it's just for me, it doesn't make sense. And even though the price of the OLED edition is still sitting at $350, I feel like... Nintendo, I feel like a lot of people would look at the now $100 price difference between vanilla with sprinkles and, I don't know, like hot fudge sundae of the OLED, and they would say, wow, it's $100 more. Like, it's not worth it at that point. Like, that's too much more, even though the price hasn't gone up. I I don't know if I'm making sense with that, or if you can understand my point, Um, because I'm struggling to find a way to put it into words, but I feel like that's absolutely a problem for Nintendo. Now, of course, Nintendo is not going to lower the price of the OLED edition. They just announced the OLED edition. They just announced its price. There's no way they're going to drop its price before it even comes out. They're not that reactive a company, and I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, since the announcement of the Steam Deck, there's a lot of people are like, well, (laughs) wait a second. (laughs) <laughs> um the Steam Deck is only $50 more than the OLED edition shouldn't Nintendo lower their price? Well, in my opinion, yes, they should. They should lower that price down to $300, lower the um Switch uh vanilla with with sprinkles down to 250 and lower the uh Switch Lite down to 150. That would really help them stay competitive. But Nintendo, like I said a few minutes ago, they've never been a super reactive company, which absolutely has bit them in the past. Look at the look at the times when they have been reactive. Uh, the launch of the 3DS. The 3DS launched and it bombed because it was way too expensive. They lowered the price. They did the ambassador program. And it's one of their most popular systems of all time. But it bombed at first because it was way, it was just too expensive. They, they did not justify it to customers. I feel like Switch or Nintendo could have reacted and it would definitely have helped sales for the OLED Switch. I foresee a lot of people looking at the, the OLED Switch and comparing it to the Steam Deck and saying yeah, I think we're going to go with a Steam Deck. It's a bigger library. It's um, probably a more ergonomic device because, I mean, say what you want about the Switch, There's you got to have extra stuff to make it ergonomic, um, which is why I most of the time don't play in handheld mode. Uh, anyway, I'm not here to talk about the Steam Deck. If you want that, check out my podcast about the Steam Deck on Deck, which is an episode five is coming up shortly. Um, but, I feel like when you compare the Steam Deck to, say, the regular Switch at a, a, a quite a bit cheaper, you, you know, down to $250 all the way up to 400 for the Steam Deck, now you're making a really good argument for why somebody should go with a Nintendo device over a non-Nintendo device. I feel like the OLED model is just... Out there hanging in the wind, and Nintendo just did not see the Steam Deck coming, and that's not their fault. Uh, but I, I wish that they were being a little more reactive and lowered lowered all of those prices just by fifty bucks. Uh, it would really keep them. It's not like they're not going to be relevant, but it would keep them more in the mind share. Because come December, there is going to be a lot of people whose Nintendo Switches are collecting. Dust at least until the next big Nintendo game comes out. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about big Nintendo games that are coming out. Uh, last night, I was sitting on the couch up here in the nerd nest, watching YouTube on the TV, and my wife walks in the room and sits down. And I was watching uh, the 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 latest. Uh, um. Ad, I guess, for Metroid Dread, the latest trailer. It was the gameplay trailer. It already, I'm recording this the next day, it already has half a million uh, views on Nintendo's official site. So the hype for Metroid Dread is absolutely real. And I'm going to talk about Metroid Dread just a little bit, but first I want to talk about what my wife said to me. She sat down and she was looking at her phone and she said, Oh, there's a new. WarioWare game coming out? And I said, yeah, I've got a demo of it if you want to try it out. And she said, yeah, sure. Uh, So I turned on the Switch and uh, booted up the demo. And I said, by the way, it doesn't have motion controls. It's just button controls. And she said, well, you know, we had so much fun with it with uh, the the one on the Wii. And then we kind of reminisced a little bit about going to Best Buy and waiting outside in the cold in order to buy the Nintendo Wii and then bringing it home and playing games like WarioWare, uh, having an absolute blast with those with my wife and I and our our eldest daughter, who's, you know, she's now graduated college. But at the time, you know, she was still, you know, a little munchkin. Uh, and we had so much fun with that game. So uh, she, she played through a little bit of the demo. And then today I said, do you want me to pick up WarioWare for the Switch? And she said, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And and then I was surprised. I didn't realize this. It's only fifty dollars, uh, so it's not even full game price, which I think is is really good. Uh, so I ended up picking it up. It it just finished downloading a little bit ago, and you know I'll play it sometime this weekend or sometime this week. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm a school teacher and I am back at work full time right now. So my the time that I have to sit down and play video games is limited at this point. Uh, but I'll play it sometime this week, and uh, we'll report back. Um, you know, later on uh, in a future episode about it. In fact, I want to know what everybody what everybody listening to this. I want to know what you all think of WarioWare Get It Together on the Nintendo Switch. I want to know what you guys think of it. So, tweet at me at Run Jump Stomp. Let me know what you think of WarioWare Get It Together. Are you enjoying it? Do you wish it had motion controls? Um, who's your favorite character to play as? And if you if you've been out of the loop as far as WarioWare goes, uh, it's Micro Games. Each game is like 5 to 10 seconds, and then like 3 second countdown, and then the next micro game. And generally, the way it plays is that you don't really play as a character, you just like do a thing. Uh, It's like, uh, do this thing, you figure it out as fast as you can, and then you try and accomplish that task. The way that WarioWare Get It Together is different is that you are actually controlling characters, and each character has different abilities and so you have this combination of the randomness of the micro games and then the randomness of which character you are going to play as stacked on top of each other which gives you way more randomness uh, to play through so who's your favorite character what's your favorite micro game are you enjoying the game do you wish it had um, motion controls these are the kinds of questions that I'm curious about so tweet at me at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter, and uh, I will include your thoughts in the next episode of Nintendo SwitchCraft now that the game is out. But, you know, that's... I feel like I haven't bought a, a new game for my Nintendo Switch in a long time. And I know there's there's listeners who complain about that. They're like, you haven't been talking about as many games these days. And the reason is because there just hasn't been many games that have been interesting enough to me to want to spend the money on. Like, I don't have an unlimited source of money to throw at video games, so the early reviews of Mario Golf kind of scared me away, even though I was very, very excited for that. Um, This one I ended up picking up because I feel like you can't go wrong with a WarioWare game, Uh, although I never played WarioWare Gold on the 3DS because it was a 3DS game and I didn't want to play it on the 3ds I wanted to play it on the Nintendo switch anyway I will talk more about this game in the future uh, when I've had some time to actually sit down and, and enjoy it uh, let's move on I want to talk about a game that's that you know that I mentioned already and that's Metroid dread Nintendo is really greasing the wheels for this game like I said when my wife walked in, and we started talking about WarioWare. I was watching the trailer for uh, Metroid Dread, the, the the newest gameplay trailer uh, for Metroid Dread. And like I said, half a million views in less than a day already. Like people are very, very excited for this, which is good. And I understand that Nintendo feels like they need to really grease the wheels for this game uh, because traditionally, Metroid games do tend not to do super well sales-wise. They're always pretty well enjoyed, uh, fairly well uh, reviewed. But sales-wise, they they tend not to really knock it out of the park, which I personally don't understand uh, why they don't do super well because it's it's definitely a franchise that has given us a lot of really really high quality games and i i feel like it's a fran- like it's a genre the entire genre of metroidvania games is named after metroid and castlevania and the setting the sci-fi setting is very very appealing i don't understand why these games aren't more popular and so i do understand why Nintendo is being so aggressive with the marketing for this game, I just wish that they were a little a little nicer about the spoilers. Like, they're spoiling a lot, and don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything in this episode, uh, but they're spoiling bosses, they're spoiling mechanics, and they're spoiling a lot of stuff that would be really cool to find out when you're playing the game. Now, for me, as somebody who covers video games, obviously not professionally, but um, As like my main hobby, I talk about video games. I have like I got to look at this stuff and I see this stuff and it doesn't super upset me when I get spoiled on seeing a certain boss in, in a game. But I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I didn't even know that they were making a new Metroid game. And then they click on it and then they see something and they're like, oh, wow, that 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 thing's in there well, that's really cool, but part of me wishes that I didn't know that, so that I could be surprised when I opened the door and walked in and saw it, you know, like that kind of thing. So, I feel like Nintendo's in this weird double-edged sword where they have to promote it as much as they can, and by throwing certain things into the game, and like I said, I'm not going to tell you what I'm talking about, but by throwing certain things into the game, It's definitely going to hit with certain people. But I feel like the people who recognize these things are people who are going to buy the game anyway. And I don't feel like it's necessary to show those things. I feel like Nintendo could have done a better job with marketing this game and not spoiling things for people. Anyway, it comes out in less than a month. I'm incredibly hyped for it. I can't wait to get my hands on it and play it. I have not played a Metroid game in an exceedingly long time. Metroid Prime 3. I didn't play Samus Returns. I wanted to play Samus Returns, but it was on my 3DS. And every time I grab my 3DS and play it for roughly five minutes, I'm like, well, I'd rather play this on my Switch with better controls. You know, with with real sticks on, like, the Pro Controller. I don't like the stick that is on the... um. The 3DS, it's just not good. It's okay, it's decent, but it's not as good as what you could have. And for that game to come out on the 3DS, when it could have come out on the Switch, was really disappointing. Now, I do understand why Nintendo had that game come to the 3DS because they had a much larger install base with the 3DS. They didn't know if the Switch was going to be a hit or not. And so they said, well, we want to put this game on a system where it's going to sell a lot more. The huge install base of the 3DS made it a very, very attractive place for them to put the latest Metroid game. And I was really, you know, fingers crossed that that they were going to bring this game to the Nintendo Switch. That didn't happen. And I'm very, very sad about that. Mostly because, you know, they keep talking about how Metroid Dread is the culmination of, of the story of the 2d metroid series i would love to be able to sit down and play through all of the 2d metroid games on my nintendo switch you know starting with uh metroid and then super metroid i'm sorry super super metroid and then samus returns although i think samus returns is technically comes like technically chronologically comes before super metroid if i remember correctly I'm not sure, and then the GBA versions like Metroid Fusion and, and the other one—I can't re- remember remember the title of that one. Um, all of these are precursors to Metroid Dread, and I really want to know like the like the story so far because uh, like my experience with these games is so spread out that I don't remember anything. If though, anybody who's listened to my content for any length of time knows that I've got the memory of a goldfish. Like, I, I just cannot remember things, um, especially things that are far apart from each other. Uh, and, and I I want to know, like, the full story, and it would have been fantastic if throughout the the, the the beginning part of 2021, they let us play all of these games on the Nintendo Switch because I think that there's going to be a lot of people who their very first Metroid experience... Their very first time that they've ever played as Samus Aran, who, whose name I've been saying wrong my entire life. I always said Samus Aran, uh, but it's Samus Aran, according to this uh, trailer. Uh, it's going to be their first experience, and they're not going to know the backstory. Now, I, I'm hoping that Nintendo does, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they will, uh, They'll do a good job telling us the backstory in a quick and succinct way so that the people who've never jumped into Metroid before won't feel left out. But I also hope that for the super fans, like not me, but the super, super Metroid fans, <laughs> not super Metroid, but you know what I mean, um, like those... The rabid fans of Metroid who consume all things and, you know, they have fan fiction on the internet or whatever. Uh, I hope that they leave lots of little nuggets of uh, Easter eggs in the game for them as well. That are just like, like every time we watch a new, in my house, every time we watch a new Marvel thing, my wife and I sit down and we watch Screen Crush where he finds all of the Easter eggs Uh, in the thing that we just watched and talks about them and that's one of our favorite things to do and I hope that this game is littered with that stuff since it is supposed to be the culmination of the 2D Metroid story I think that that's pretty exciting Uh, I just wish that I had the ability to play all of the other 2D Metroid story on my Nintendo Switch I think that that would be better all right. The last thing that I want to talk about before I wrap up today's episode of Switchcraft is this really odd post uh, over on Nintendo Life. Uh, there's so for those of you that don't know, Star Fox Zero uh, was a game on the Wii U. Wii U sold abysmally, like fourteen less than fourteen million consoles worldwide uh, in the entire lifetime, and. Uh, The head of Platinum Games, I'm probably going to get the pronunciation of this name wrong, Atsushi Inaba, Uh, they were uh, interviewing over at uh, Video Games Chronicle. And this is what they had to say about remaking the Wii U version of Star Fox, which is Star Fox Zero for the Switch, Um, before I actually get to what they had to say I will just remind everybody who doesn't know about Star Fox Zero that it was this really strange gameplay mechanic where you had what was on your TV and then you had a different view of the game on your Wii U screen and you used the motion controls of the Wii U screen in order to shoot at different things as you were flying around on your TV. I never played it. I never played it because when I looked at that, I said that doesn't look comfortable to play. <laughs> it looked like a bad experience. And most people weren't too happy about it. Now, you could not remake that experience on the Switch. The Switch does not have a dual screen uh, modality to it. So if Platinum Games were to uh, remake Star Fox Zero on the Switch... In my opinion, it would probably be a better game. This being the opinion of somebody who is ignorant as to what the original game played like. Uh, So here's what uh, Inaba Inaba said uh, when talking to Video Game Chronicles. They said, it's not cool that people aren't able to play older games because they're locked out of the platform. So of course, if anything was possible, we'd like to bring over any of those older titles to newer platforms it kind of depends what's in the realm of actual possibility. But yeah, if the chance came up, it's definitely something we'd like to think about. The important thing to remember here is that because it's Nintendo's intellectual property, the ideas are coming from Miyamoto-san himself. If the opportunity came up to bring Star Fox Zero to the Switch again, it would be more of a question of what he would like to do in that opportunity. And of course, we would respect that again. Now, I see a lot of people talking about, oh, I guess Platinum Games is probably working on this. That doesn't feel like that. It doesn't seem like that from this quote. Uh, A lot of people see the headline from Nintendo Life, and it said Platinum would definitely port Star Fox Zero to Switch if given the opportunity. And then they assume that it's happening. And then, of course, they're disappointed if it doesn't. I would be very happy if it happened because that would mean I'd be able to play the game without the ridiculous mechanics that were shoehorned in in order to make the Wii U unique. (laughs) The Wii unique. Um, In order to make the Wii U, like, that experience a unique one. And I'm all for unique gameplay experiences. But it looked like a bad experience. Just because something's unique doesn't mean it's a good experience. So I would be all for this. But I just don't see it happening like they would really have to jump through hoops in order to remake the game so that it would work in a single screen system maybe it's possible but just because you have um Atsushi Inaba saying that they would do it if Nintendo said that they could do it doesn't mean that Nintendo would ever allow them to do it um and honestly, they're really just they're really just responding to a question. So I think it would be awesome. I don't see it happening., uh, and I think that that's uh, a little sad, but I think it's also okay at the same time because that means we can move forward. Maybe instead of remaking Star Fox Zero into a single screen experience, maybe make Star Fox one or Star Fox next, or whatever it is that you want to call it. Or maybe make another F-Zero game where we we had a lot of people talking about how you you could have a a new F-Zero game that was like in space or something. I remember remember reading something about that. Like a mixture between F-Zero and Star Fox. I cannot remember what that was, but I know that it was something that we were talking about a couple of years ago when the Switch first came out. Anyway, they also did talk a little bit about Bayonetta 3, They did say that they're very proud of what they have with Bayonetta 3, and they're ready to show it. Uh, So I do expect to hear some more about that game soon. I'm not particularly excited for it because I haven't played Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2. Well, that's not true. I think I went to a friend's house once, and I played Bayonetta 1 on their system, and it was a button masher, and I'm not good at button mashers, so it just did not appeal to me. But I know that there's a ton of people out there who love the Bayonetta series and uh, have been very patiently waiting to hear more about Bayonetta 3. I think the first time that we heard about it was that maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think it was 2 years ago like right before the pandemic hit at um the Christmas Time E3. What the heck is that the Game Awards where they they showed off the motorcycle in Breath of the Wild and then they showed like a. am using air quotes that you can't see because this is a podcast, but I'm showing air quotes for the trailer for Bayonetta 3 where they just basically show that they're working on it and we haven't heard anything since. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. I want to say thank you to everybody who uh, supports over on Patreon, patreon.com slash run jump stomp. If you want to support uh, you head on over there. And you can get the, all of my shows without any ads in them. Or you can get access to these episodes early. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, remind, uh, just a quick reminder, uh, at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Let me know what you think of WarioWare. Let me know what you think of any of the stories that I told you about today. Thank you for listening. I uh, will see you next time on Nintendo Switchcraft. People in the industry say Nintendo simply has the best games.